Hello and welcome to the Big Fire Podcast. Well, it's the Folk Podcast, but we wanted to call it the Big Fire Podcast this time. Uh, and it's not because this is episode 69, as I'm sure some people in their cars and whatnot are going to be like, whoa, 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 episode 69. But we made it, guys. We made it to the joke. The next big one's 420. So I'll see you guys there in like six years or whatever that's going to be. Uh, but it's just Caleb and I today. Um, so we're actually a week um, it's been a week since our gathering in California. So the last time you actually heard the podcast, um, if you keep up to date with it, uh, him and I were discussing the ritual we were, going, we were performing there. Um, the video coming out Wednesday uh, is actually the California gathering, like, you know, video, movie, whatever you want to call them. And in that one, we actually continue that conversation. So I hope you check that out on Wednesday. Uh, but today we are actually talking about Big Fire. And, and Caleb, I don't think there's any better person to describe. What's the what's the backstory behind Big Fire? So Big Fire started, and I don't know why it took so long for it to to pick up, but it started at the uh, the North Central Midsummer because you had me, Darius, and John, and we just went full like primitive primal and made Big Fire at that gathering. <laughs> so that's actually where it a, started. Yeah, yeah, the See, North Central Midsummer. Yeah, that's where it started. And then we had a whole thing where, like, my wife, that was, like, her second gathering. And she was, uh, we had a joke going where it was two log fire because he said we couldn't make a big log fire or a big fire. So he said, it's only two logs. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I thought big fire started at the, uh, like, little uh, retreat we had at the original house when you threw all the wood in at once. I thought oh, that was. Maybe, maybe that, that was the inception. That was the uh, yeah. inception. I think it. <laughs> I think you put more fuel in the fire at that North Central Midsummer, which is where it transformed. But if I remember correctly, Big Fire started at our little reunion gathering we had at the first house we had the first mm -hmm. gathering at. And uh, we had like all the OG people there. And Ian and I had gone into the uh, into town. And this is also where Ian gets the, the funny story of me talking to old Kentuckian. And we went and got wood. So it took us like all day to get this wood. And then we come back. And I think we we didn't have too much, but we had a, as much as we could get from town. And when we like got ready for the ritual, like I went out to the woods to like prepare for this ritual. And then all of a sudden, like I come back and Caleb had thrown all of the wood onto the fire, like literally all that we had. So it was like, and he was just like, big fire. <laughs> I was like, well, shoot, like shit. And now we got to actually do this ritual. Like right now, I was like, go get everyone because this is all the wood we got. <laughs> It worked out though because it started downpouring like 15 minutes if we finished it. <laughs> yeah, because I just remember, I forgot like, that that's what was the start of it was that gathering. Because I remember me saying like, I I was thought like, I kept feeling like caveman and like you want me to go full caveman? I go full caveman. Make <laughs> I, don't, fire. <laughs> I don't think I said go full caveman. I think you just went full caveman, and I was like, damn it, Caleb. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember you looked over at me whenever we went to go prepare. Like, like make sure the fire stays good. Like, make sure it doesn't die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, how long was it after I walked away that you were just like, ooga booga, and like shoved it all in there? <laughs> well, it started to die down a little bit, and I was like, dear. <laughs> and I started putting wood around it, and I just kept doing it. And I was just I, like, I didn't notice how much wood I used, to be honest. I just kept putting <laughs> because I'm used to having a lot of wood. <laughs> all of it. Is the answer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and then the thing that's interesting so that I, I didn't know about the North Central Midsummer. But it is interesting that after that, I feel like all of a sudden we started doing very big fires at the gatherings. Like the first one, I mean, obviously I was in Germany, uh, you know, over the summer. So when I got back to the for the Pennsylvania gathering, when I got back, like that fire was like six feet across. It was massive. Yeah. <laughs> and like I wouldn't even have a hand in that one. 
<laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just naturally started occurring. I just remember people would like throw their alcohol at it, and the alcohol would actually explode before it actually got to the fire because it was so hot. <laughs> yeah, that one was really intense. Like you couldn't stay within like five foot. Yeah, well, and then we had the uh, the Yule gathering. That fire for our Odin ritual was insanely hot as well. Mm. But also, that was a very magical fire. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. There's been a lot of like, like fire. Like, I don't want to say fire magic in the way that we're like conjuring stuff out of it, but it's just been right. a lot of like primal energy that's came from having big fires this year. And I love it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, at the California gathering, we had another big fire, which if you watch the video, if you watch the video after this, uh, which I, I hope you do check it out or if you watch it before, uh, we had a very big fire there, but we also had snow there. We had about a foot and a half to two feet of snow on the property we were staying on. So we actually had to dig out the fire pit while we were there. Um, like literally we dug like what, it was like 150 feet probably from the house all the way out to the fire pit, like a whole path. Yeah. And then uh, we had to dig like around it. Yeah, it was like a good 15 foot around the fire, I would say, like as far as like the path that we did around it, just so yeah. we could move better. And we, we should have made a bigger area because we were far too close to that fire by the time the ritual started. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, the last night, it was probably down like, you know, in the, you know, 20 degrees, like maybe teens. And, you know, if you were around that fire, you were toasty, um, you know, and you would actually have to like kind of step back a little bit because you'd be a little bit too warm. Oh, now you got me remember, remembering all the stuff that we did with fire last year and like, it was after after the reunion trip where I did the first one uh, and just went full caveman. Like when I gave, I can't remember which offering it was I gave, but I think it was like the last offering um, on that Sunday night at Ostara. And I stood there and poured out that whole bottle of liquor. And like I had like a good inch of my beard got singed off. There was some hairs on my head that got singed oh off because well, the fire just like enveloped me in a way. But it well, didn't burn. It didn't hurt me. You know, you haven't watched the, the you know, obviously I've seen the, the California Yule Gathering because I made it. Uh, there is legitimately a scene where, like, your fur pelt is in the fire. <laughs> and it is a miracle it did not catch. You're protective, protective magic. <laughs> um, but normally this wouldn't be an entire conversation. Like, you know, people might be listening now and they're like, how are you going to talk about this for 30 minutes to an hour? Uh, but what we kind of wanted to talk about here and, and expand this conversation, obviously this is something that I've talked about in the channel, um, if you follow the channel pretty religiously is the simplicity in life and uh, you know this idea of big fire and you know being around a big fire with your friends and family this is something that has been around since human history i mean basically you have human you have fire and so it, it's crazy to think that we may not speak the same languages as our ancestors from twenty thousand years ago thirty thousand years ago but you know what we still do uh, like they did we sat around a fire so i think that's really cool and it's a really primal connection yeah, it is. It's, I always get a really heavy ancestral connection anytime we have those because it's just so it's just so primitive in a way to just kind of let yourself go to it and just, you know, let go of all the modern and just go, yeah. go primal. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what we've, uh, you and I both have been exploring with these Odin rituals is uh, that more primal connection. You know, and it, I, I would say it's a very primal ancestral connection when we go into that that Odin trance kind of thing. And it makes sense because, you know, there's so many things about Odin being like the battle screamer, the screaming god, the wailing god, you know, the war god, all this stuff. So I think having a very primal ritual for him is a really great way to connect. I've loved seeing you get into the primal stuff because you've not really, you've delved into it some, but not like, not full in like you have 
right, uh, right. you know, the last month or so. Well, we've talked about that with the uh, like the Raven Wolf on the Bear, like the Pass of Odin, um, mm-hmm. which is still one of my favorite episodes of the podcast we've ever done, honestly. Um, like, I don't like I feel like we hit some gold on that episode where we were just like all coming together because, we, uh, you know, the three co-hosts, myself, you and Ian all represent such a different path of Odin and following him. I feel like we were able to have a really good conversation. I mean, I still go back and listen to that one sometimes. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. And so, like, you know, it's interesting that I feel like we've definitely been exploring that more uh, this last year um, as far as, like, the the primal. And uh, something that's really cool, and I, I just want to talk about it a little bit because I've been working on it, is uh, we've, we're putting the finishing touches on touches on the website. And um, it's been really fun uploading the pictures. You know, we have this like really nice blurb of like, yeah, we're a group of pagans getting together to worship the old gods. And then like right below it is like this picture of us just going primal. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> I mean, you got to let people know what we're about. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no pussyfooting around here. You know, we get we get straight to the good stuff. <laughs> uh, did you get a chance to check out the website yet? I had not. Oh, dude, um... you should go look at it. You, don't say the name. Don't say the name. So people can't I get it. Yeah, I, I want that. Is it in the reaction. discord? Yeah, yeah, it should be tagged in the Discord. Well, no, I don't okay. know if I tagged it here. I can uh, just like I can just text it to you real quick. Okay. Well, like, dude, I don't tell I don't tell anybody, but like, I even told my wife is like, I'm not going to tell you the name of these things. Like, not I know you're not even going to say anything about it, but I'm not going to. Well, we can't we we can officially <laughs> legally now say it, but at the same time, we're just trying to keep it a secret for fun, um, and we're mm-hmm. still trying to figure things out. You know, building a website is very annoying. Like, we're just using Squarespace, but it's still a very annoying process. Um, I sent it to our our just your text. I'm just waiting for it to pop up. Oh, there it is. Okay. I really love the logo that we got. Badass. Oh yeah. So, oh, I'm so pumped to release this logo to everybody. Like we had, we we paid someone in the community who does graphic design, uh, Oaks and O's on uh, on Instagram. He ended up doing our design for us and ended up cutting us a pretty good deal. Um, and he did a really good job. Oh, it actually looks really good. Even got yeah. the got us setting up the god poles. That's one of the pictures, and that's the one that has me. Right, I set up a Thor. Uh, is it Thor? No, that's Tier. Oh, in the video. Yeah. Yeah, that's tier. Yeah, I was helping set, straighten it up. No, 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 down, down at the bottom. Right there. Oh, yeah, down there. Uh, go to the events page. I was actually very excited for how the events page turned out. And it's got a picture of you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that's like, I'm so used to not being in things. But it's like, yeah. huh, okay, there I am. Oh, I've always I'm loved that picture it. of you and Darius, too, doing the fray ritual. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. It wasn't like, it wasn't big and showy, nothing like that. It was just really nice and simple. Then you have remnants of big fire because <laughs> it's just embers <laughs> at that point. Yeah, and then the about page just has like a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. No, I really like how it looks. So it's I, I really like how the mobile looks because that's the one thing is like you either have a really good desktop website or you have a really good app. There's a uh, it's difficult to right. find a good middle ground on. Oh, that's been one of the like Logan and Mary and I all got together yesterday and we're building it. And every time it would look good on the web page, we would switch it to mobile view, and all of a sudden it would look like crap. And so that was the majority of the work was just getting to look good on both and doing things that made it look good on both. Um, yeah. So f- for our listeners out there. We are really excited to announce all of this stuff to you. Um, we have the website. Um, most of the nonprofit stuff is done. Uh, we're at the point now where we're just waiting for paperwork to come back from uh, old DC to get back to us, which can take like 140 days or something like that. Um, but for the most part, everything's done. So we're just getting everything together, all of our ducks in a row. And we're hoping 
that next Wednesday, so not this one, uh, this Wednesday coming out, uh, but it will be like the last week of January, we can go ahead and announce the website, announce um, kind of our plans for the future and kind of, you know, the logo and the name and all that stuff. So we're really excited. Uh, so make sure that announcement will be on the Wisdom of Odin YouTube channel. So make sure you're checking out, make sure you subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, but we're really excited. You know, this is stuff we've been working on. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here, like this website is taking so much more time than I thought it would. <laughs> uh, but we're really excited to share it with you. And, you know, I guess maybe this leans into the conversation a little bit today. But the thing I like about the website is it's it's clean. It's simple. Like you go there to either join the community or see when the next event is. And that's basically it. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have it set up just off the, like this little two minutes of like uh, glancing over it. I did. I mean, it's it's very very good just on those two things. It tells you exactly what we're about. It shows you what we're about with all the, with the pictures and then yeah, you find the events. Yeah. Granted, um, like I haven't seen the thing for like joining the, the community on there just yet. Well, it's because we haven't put that it. yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when it starts getting complicated because not only do you have to do the website, but then you have to have like a different site thing for membership. Then you have to have a different site thing for like email newsletters and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, it's so we got a good base though. We got a good yeah. base though. Yeah, that took us. Uh, I mean, we were at a coffee shop for like six hours working on that, and uh, okay. it was it was funny. Like we were, ta I was talking with uh, Logan, and we were just so hipster there. You know, we've had I've had such a hipster uh, month so far with uh, Portland and and everything. And <laughs> I was joking. He was like, "Man, this was a lot of fun just hanging out, doing pagan stuff while being hipster at a coffee shop." I'm like, honestly, like that's why I love it because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh! So funny. So cool thing. I don't know if you actually if you want this the podcast or not. I don't know. We're talking. Out. Yeah, but you remember you remember how I found out that my great aunt passed away at the California gathering. Yeah, like a week and a half beforehand. Turns out she actually knew I was pagan. Really? I don't know how? Uh, I think Instagram because I forgot that my cousins follow me on there. Oh uh, yeah, her two, her two kids. Yeah, but she knew, and she just you know I I, I saw her. Uh, I hadn't seen her recently. I guess I'd seen her about three or four months. Um, I guess it was like before we found out that she had cancer. Um, but yeah, she knew that I, that I was, and she never said anything about it to like my grandmother, you know, the one that I'll never tell kind of like, um, yeah. you have the thing about not telling, telling your mom, but I thought that was really cool. She was always really respectful. And she was very Christian. Yeah. Well, it's really funny. Uh, you mentioned my mom because I, I went to go see them uh, yesterday, basically. And she saw the necklace that Keenan made for me. And, you know, obviously, you know what it looks like. And you people may be able to see it from video and pictures and stuff like that. But it's like a bunch of wooden beads with runes on it. And then like a big deer tip antler um, on, the, on the very edge. So it's very aggressive. Now, the thing I've noticed is that when I wear it out and about, it really draws people attention uh, more so than just like a Mjolnir, which is one of the reasons I've really liked wearing it because it's a conversation starter. Like even at the TSA, um, you know, a woman at the TSA was like, oh, are those runes? And I was like, Yes. And then she was like, wanted to have a conversation, but like, obviously it was a TSA. So you couldn't really stick around too long. And then I went to a coffee shop and then sure enough, someone was just like, Oh, Hey, what's that? And I had to tell the story about it. So it's just really cool. Um, and I've talked about that, but yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mother noticed it and she comes up and she's like, what is this? And I'm like, um, my friend made it. And she's like, who's your friend? <laughs> I'm like, um, he's kind of native does some craft. She's like, how'd you meet this friend? Uh, the internet? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not technically lying. 
<laughs> oh yeah like oh dude it was so hard to describe what we were doing in california she was like why were you in california it's like uh me and my friends were there getting some video footage oh yeah who are your friends i was like oh we got this this hillbilly from tennessee and uh this guy named darius and darius is up there we had a good time <laughs> oh <laughs> it's getting harder and harder <laughs> oh man i wouldn't even know what to like what to tell my my grandmother if she asked me there's yeah. like I, there's a reason i don't i don't tell her when i go to Kansas. she's just like why don't you call me back as like i do when i get back from my trips what trips are you going on it was funny <laughs> yes okay so i went to keenan yesterday i know we're getting off the topic but it's okay it's the it was funny i know it was funny though because i was telling her that i was driving two hours south uh like a little bit past knoxville and she said, what are you making that kind of journey for? And I just sat there and laughed my ass off in the car for like 15 minutes because this woman thinks a two-hour drive is a journey. I'm like, woman, you don't even know what I've done. <laughs> right, yeah, we, we literally just got done. Do you realize that the drive back from the, the place we stayed at to the airport was like 14 hours? Mm, yeah, with, like, uh, with all our having to turn around and get blocked up by a rock slot and all that. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, that was that was a long day. That day broke me. <laughs> shoot that uh whenever i drove back from uh i can't i think it was when i drove back from the charming of the plow the first time i went to wisconsin 17 hours back 17 and a half something like that because i got stuck in really bad snowstorm in indiana yeah yeah i well, mean but it's funny like at the end of those journeys i'm always sitting here like i don't want to do that again not for a while but honestly you could tell me today hey you want to go back to cali i'd be like yeah let's go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but as far as getting black to uh, the simplicity aspect, um, one of the things that I've really learned to appreciate at gatherings is the, the simple act of basically no one is using their phone. And, you know, especially at this place we stayed in California, because there was basically no reception, which is often true of any gathering we have, because they're usually out in the middle of the woods and the mountains or whatnot. So it's actually, I would say, more common to not have reception at these gatherings. And I mean, they had Wi-Fi, but it was crap Wi-Fi, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, your only source of entertainment the entire weekend is each other. And so you're really, you're really forced and drawn into a conversation. And I would say, oh my gosh, it is incredibly rare to ever see someone just like on their phone scrolling, which is almost unheard of in any other group environment nowadays. Yeah, I think I, I might be one of the people that's online the most just looking through my phone for like tattoo designs and stuff. To show people or yeah. showing like other work that i've done but other than that they, most people don't touch them other than just like putting on spotify or something like that so we have some some music in the background oh my gosh that music system at the the california gathering was really nice we had mm -hmm. music uh it's, it's always so nice when we have like a really nice stereo system built in and we just have like wardruna or high lung playing like the whole time or honestly that that Sawulo or Sawulo or whatever it is that darius i know playing. I know what you're talking about, but I can never say the freaking name right. It's either Savulo or Savulo if they're like German. Um, but that's actually a music in the gathering video itself. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I I haven't released a trailer. Oh, you really you really have no idea what it's like. <laughs> no, I don't have any clue what it looks oh like other gosh. than other than less like you showing me little bits of this, that, and the other. Yeah, I can, I keep on forgetting I haven't shown like a trailer at all. So yeah, I have that Savulo playing the the whole th time throughout and it's just it's really fitting 
Uh, it's like 45 minutes, uh, a pretty large chunk of it. It's like 20 minutes is that Odin ritual. But again, I really, I was debating whether or not to put the full thing in there. But since we already have, you know, there's like almost like a trilogy now. You have that first one, which is the Galder chanting. And then you have our Odin ritual from the Ohio Yule. And now you have this one. So I really feel like people can go in and kind of analyze them and see how much what we've changed, see how far it's come. Like, shoot, you know, I could go back and watch that. That first time I did this, the Galder chanting, it's going to be like, whoa, like, you know, drastically different than what we're doing now. I'm curious what it's going to look like uh, when we get back to, you know, this coming December, you know. Yeah, I don't know. 2022. Yeah, like, you know, I was looking at uh, the uh, Ostara gathering, and I don't think I want to do it again there. I think I'm going to take a break um, because we're going to be doing the Freya and Freya ritual there. Mm. Um, Where you want to do anything for? Oh, you're probably not going to be able to go because the kid. It it depends on it depends on the date. Depends on when it's going to be. I think it's going to be in April. Yeah, if it's sometime in like mid April, like somewhere around there, it can probably make it. It just depends. Yeah, I mean, like a newborn child, like again, I, I'm not being a parent. I don't know how they're gonna be, but like, I mean, like bring them. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, when they're newborns, like they they cry whenever they need a diaper or they're hungry. Other than that, they just kind of sit there. Yeah. So I don't know. Now, like toddlers, they get they can get into some messes, but <laughs> yeah, newborns they don't really do a whole lot. They they cry when they're hungry or like they need a diaper. No, you make it sound not too bad, but I know it's a lot more worse than that. I <laughs> know, oh, though, though, the thing that gets you with newborns is like this is sleeping. So like it, they, they almost never sleep all the way through the night until they're almost a year old. So so you're never getting a full night's rest until like the kid's almost a year old. So what you're saying is, is I need to switch to a polyphasic sleep schedule before I have a child. It would help. That honestly probably wouldn't be a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know mean, what polyphasic means, but it'll probably help. Do you not know what a polyphasic sleep cycle is? I have no clue what that is. That's uh, so, a big fancy word. You just called me a poly- hillbilly from Tennessee. <laughs> and I wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so a polyphasic sleep cycle is where um, instead of sleeping one chunk at night, you sleep at four chunks throughout the day. And so you stay hmm. up for four hours, you sleep for two hours. You stay up for four hours, you sleep for two hours. Stay up for four, sleep for two. Um yeah, that, that would probably help. Yeah, the, the it, biggest thing—the biggest thing I always tell like new mom is like, if the baby's asleep, you sleep. That's like that's what they always tell the the new like the brand new mom. So this is like their first kid. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, d- try not to sleep normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I feel very blessed to be able to be a YouTuber because I feel like that is well, you know, I don't even know if I want to start, you know, necessarily say I'm just a YouTuber anymore because there's so much work going into this this nonprofit stuff. Um, it's kind of interesting how everything, it's actually very quickly transitioned. Do I feel like a lot of the work I do is actually for the nonprofit now? I mean, it's, it's been something we've been working towards for a while and it's going to be, you know, what carries us through and allows us to do everything that we've been wanting to do since the beginning. So, right. Well, it's, it's understandable. It's interesting because, you know, for the longest time, it was always just, you know, make a YouTube video, make a YouTube video. Um, but the community has really become the most important part of all of this, you know, really thinking about it, you know, I think I was saying to someone yesterday, like if the YouTube, like once everything's established with a nonprofit, you know, it doesn't really matter what happens to YouTube at that point. Like I'm going to keep, keep making videos because that's what I like to do. But the community is the lifeblood of everything. It's the goal of everything. It's why all this exists. Um, so it, it's, it's a very weird transitional window for me where I have really started having to slide more into just the, 
I mean, there's just so many variables in the nonprofit because, you know, we have to get the website established. We have to get the social media established. Um, we need to get like the tax stuff established. We need to go to the bank, get stuff established. So I need to go to the bank with, you know, our treasurer and somebody else and who's on the finance committee to establish the bank account. Um, then we're going to need to start fundraising. Like all of this in the next like month, <laughs> like, <laughs> that takes a lot of time to get all this stuff done. You know, I'm going to have to drive, you know, three or four hours because when you start your bank account, you have to do it with the treasurer and your finance committee. So they have all have access to the bank account. So we have to find somewhere that we all can link up and like, you know, establish this bank account. And it's like, it's wild, man. It's wild. That's exciting though. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to see everything finally start to come to fruition. Yeah. And you know, and the thing that really brings me my hope and joy is like, you know, yesterday when we got together to make the website is, you know, it was still fun. Like it's, it's a lot of bullshit. Like there's a lot of bullshit to starting this, you know, all the paperwork and stuff like that, but it's really the people that make it worth it. You know, when I get, I get together with, you know, people in our community um, and figure this stuff out, you know, it was mind numbing creating this website yesterday, mind numbing, but at least I had people that I really care about there with me going through it. And it made it a lot more enjoyable. You know, <laughs> we were sitting there and Logan and Mary are both trying to like not smoke. And we were in the coffee shop working and I was like, you know, this is great cigarette work because you can pound out some work, go outside, have a smoke, come back in and do some more. And they're like, fuck, you're right. And so Logan ran across the street and got some cigarettes and came back and we all went outside and puffed one, went back in, typed some more. <laughs> but it's so true. Like anytime you're doing like, I feel like something that just takes hours to do. Like that's why cigarettes are great because it gives you that moment to go outside and puff one real quick de-stress go back in finish your shit <laughs> man he's been trying to quit smoking for so long it's oh, always yeah. it's, it's either me or you that brings it back into it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he tries just to stick to, oh yeah the poor boy got a whole pack of american spirits now no oh. <laughs> but i see it's funny i i think the reason this this podcast has gotten a little derailed like this one specifically is i've been listening to the always sunny in philadelphia podcast and it's making me realize that we're way too structured <laughs> because well, I, I like how I like how our stuff structured structured whenever we have like when we have guests and we're right. to, like, talk about and expand on certain topics. But when we just like we're just bullshitting together. Yeah, let it be chaotic. Well, and I think, and, and, you know, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm assuming too much of our, our audience here, which is amazing because we every episode still gets a thousand views plus every single time. Isn't that crazy? We're sitting here yeah. talking right now, Caleb, and a thousand people are going to listen to whatever we say. That's, that's one of those things, like, whenever I looked at the numbers, I'm like, wow, there's been that many people to uh, listen to me talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Try to, what in the hell is he trying to say? Oh, it's so, <laughs> I, I have weird out-of-body experiences with it all the time. You know, I'm always just like, at any given moment of any given day, there's like over 200 people looking at my face. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when I'm sleeping, somewhere out there, you know, 100 plus people while I'm asleep are looking at my face. <laughs> like, What? That's weird, man. The internet, this is, imagine going back in time to our ancestors around the big fire and like, it's trying to explain the shit that we do now. <laughs> oh, they would, I, they wouldn't understand. I mean, I hell, I don't, I live in this shit and I don't understand it most of them. <laughs> yeah. But, but, Caleb, uh, explain to your, uh, you know, okay, here we have, we have a new guest on the podcast. Uh, hello, this is Caleb's ancestor, Ooga Booga. Um, please, yeah. uh, Caleb, please explain to Ooga Booga here what a podcast is uh like big fire sit around talk around <laughs> share stories <Ooh. laughs> like 
<laughs> Big fire. <laughs> uh, thank you, Caleb's ancestor, for stopping in today and answering our questions. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a decent description of like a really simple yeah. idea. Yeah, so it's an idea. A podcast is where people talk to each other and others listen. Hmm. It's not too wrong. No. Yeah. Now, how do they listen? Well, you know, well, first we got to use Zoom, an internet-based thing. Oh, you don't know what the internet is. Okay, the internet is this worldwide thing that allows everyone around the world to communicate. Ooga! <laughs> Brain explodes. <laughs> I feel like, oh, well, you know, it's funny. We, we mentioned, you know, uh, going back to my mother. One of the reasons I still have never told her is because every day it gets more complicated. And I feel like every day I'm going to have to explain more and more because, you know, it, it's just like going back in time and talking to a, uh, an ancestor, you know, trying to explain the Internet. You know, try to explain shamanism to a woman who thinks the Earth is 6,000 years old. Try to explain, you know, uh, traveling across the country to meet people from very, like, like, you know, like what Baptist mom is like, I'm going to travel across the country 20 times to go meet my fellow Baptist. Like, no, that just, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> I couldn't imagine trying to explain this stuff to my grandmother because it was, I, I had a 30 minute conversation about why I was doing this two hour drive to see my buddy. <laughs> right. A 30 minute conversation over why I'm driving two hours. My, uh, my grandmother, uh, who lives with my parents, like, again, I just saw them like at breakfast. I start every day with like two full glasses of water, um, because I think it's a really good way to start my system and everything like that. Um, you know, and it, it's one of the things that's really helped me like get over a lot of my, uh, you know, physical ailments is honestly just keeping a really hydrated body, especially right away. And I'm sitting there drinking water first thing in the morning. And she's like, do you really drink water? And I'm like, looking at her like, yes. And then I really thought about it. My grandmother doesn't drink water. <laughs> my grandmother drinks coffee, juice, and soda and milk. And I don't think I have ever seen her in my 27 years of life drink water. Sounds about right. Yeah. And Coffee I feel, and Diet Coke. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, I feel like, <laughs> oh, do I have a story for you? Okay. Oh. <laughs> so me and this uh, big old lovable Tennessee man, we're traveling with Darius down uh, the 101. No, oh. it wasn't the 101. No, it was just, it, it was the interstate. Uh, oh, it was interstate California. five. Interstate 5, we were traveling down Interstate 5, all the way down to California, and right before we reached that California border, we arrived at a Wendy's, seeking some delicious, scrumptious burgers. We go in to get these delicious, scrumptious burgers, and of course, I ordered like a normal American with a slight country twang, as I am from Kentucky. And then Caleb approaches the desk, and he says, can I get a number four? But this time, I want an iced tea, because he knows he can't get sweet tea out west. And the woman, hearing his accent, looks at him, hands him the cup, and a packet of sugar. And she's like, honey, you're going to need this. <laughs> Based on the accent of his voice, she just assumed that he was going to need sugar for his iced tea. <laughs> and I find this to be the funniest interaction to someone from, you know, the the Kentucky version of South, but again, like family, family Southern. And, uh, that is, is just amazing to me. No, it was a funny thing. I think we talked about it like 12 times over that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would just write be like, Hey man, you remember when that Wendy's waitress, like <laughs> gave you some yeah, sugar. She, <laughs> she gave me like a handful of sugar. Like you're going to need this. 
like okay <laughs> how much did you end up putting in and you were like that's fine i think i put six in it yeah it wasn't enough you know it wasn't enough i mean it was still bitter but i really didn't want like, a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> i've been trying to cut down on sugar oh no but i didn't a... want it to be like super bitter because you know there's a reason uh like again we were just talking about like my grandmother who you know is is a southern kentuckian uh you know and i'm sure all of your family like we're not southerners are not healthy individuals no no i mean not do you know how much crisco i put in oh that gravy that i made like it was half a tub of crisco in that but it was good <laughs> now <laughs> Until we'll say you dumps all that salt in it oh <laughs> <laughs> No, my grandfather would be so offended by the fact that you use Crisco. So offended. I didn't, oh, I know. I would. I would much rather use uh, bacon grease or lard itself. But yeah, yeah, there are no. Excuses. It would have been like it would have been like eighty dollars worth of bacon to get that. Much you know, grease you know what? There's also no excuse for the fact that you have to pay for your plastic bags, which are recyclable, mind you, in California and Portland. That is obscene. Come out east where you're free from this people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the fact that you can't pump your own gas in, in, in Oregon. <laughs> what is with that? What, this is like, that is the most obscene thing to me that you can't pump your own gas in Oregon. I'm sure most of our listeners don't know that. I'm sure most people that don't live near uh, Oregon don't know that you cannot actually pump your own gas in Oregon. I mean, we just have them stickers on the gas pumps. I mean, I know you've seen them. Anytime yeah. you, you drive through Virginia, they've got the state trooper doing the this. If you don't pay for your gas, you lose your license. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but there, it's if you pump your own gas, you're going to lose your license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a $5,000 fine if you pump your own gas there. Fuck me. That's yeah. like them really high dollar euro ones they have over here in right now. Yeah, like, you know, uh, on the way back after I dropped you guys off and I had to go to the airport, you know, I only had like an hour and a half to get, you know, to get to my flight. And I had to fill up the tank. And so I pull up at a, you know, a BP and this, you know, a, a kind man walks up, but he clearly is the owner of the BP and the only person working. And so he comes over to start pumping my gas. He has to stop pumping my gas to go let someone into the building, sell them something, come back out, pump someone else's gas, get distracted, come back to me, pump like four more dollars worth, hop back into the gas station. I was at this gas station for like 30 minutes, waiting for this dude to give me like eight gallons of gas. <laughs> I was like, I just want to pump my own gas, man. I need to get out of here. Ridiculous. I already have to pay five fifty a gallon for this damn gas. Oh, I about had a heart attack whenever I saw the gas prices out there. I was like, oh, the gravy's working already. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up when we, we stopped at that little mountain town. It's what? It was like four ninety five or maybe it's five ten or something like that. Wow. <laughs> um so rolling back into the point of this episode, let's pull it back. Caleb, have you uh, seen Don't Look Up yet? I don't think. You should. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. It's, just a, it's a simple movie about scientists who detect a meteor that's coming to hit Earth and it will kill everybody. And them trying to convince everybody. And it's a very much a social satire on the modern media and stuff like that because people try to twist it and turn it and to make it you know, or profit off of it rather than just solve the problem. Uh, which is something, of course, we're, we're seeing across our world. Um, and they have a really great moment in there and this really great message where... You know, in the end, it doesn't matter. What matters most is the day-to-day BS that you share with your close friends and family and that life, you know what, isn't that bad. One of the last lines in that movie is, we really did have it all, didn't we? You know, and reflecting that at the end of the day, we're sitting here, Tennessee, Kentucky, talking into a mic on laptops or computers, across the internet, conversating about the Norse gods, 
and this is obscene. We were just talking about it with our, you know, our great, 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 great ancestors. They wouldn't even understand what we're doing right now. They wouldn't understand the people listening to this right now in the car, in the gym, on their iPhone, on their headphones. They don't understand any of this. They had no dream or vision of what this stuff was. And yet here we are. And, you know, so many people use this, use these gifts that we have to honestly just be whiny little bitches. And at the end of the day, life isn't that bad. Now, life is bad for some people. I don't deny that. But overall, it's a lot better than it used to be. And so just being able to enjoy the simple pleasures in life um, at a higher level, sitting around a fire, you know, sharing your grandmother's gravy recipe with 14 people you just met, you know, sitting around a fire with 14 people you just met, or, you know, sitting around with fire with two very close friends that you just took a road trip with. There are so many small, simple moments in life, um, so many big fire moments that are why we truly live and why we're truly human. I think you get it great there. Some of the most where I feel the most gratitude. I mean, the gratitude has been such a big thing that you've been going on about for the last month or so. But I mean, like just being able to sit around the fire with people that I love and I care about, that's when I have some of like, the strongest points of like gratitude that I feel. It's just yeah. in those simple moments. I definitely want to build on that. But I also want to say that right there, that is what I got my art degree for, is to take one concept and another concept and be able to bullshit my way to create a bridge between those two things. And sometimes strike gold. <laughs> that is all they teach you in art school. <laughs> like, like, look, mom, my degree came in handy. Right, it wasn't right. for nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I have this piece of shit art that came. I did not have time to finish. It kind of looks like garbage. How can I bullshit a story to make it seem like I actually had a plan <laughs> and get a good grade on this thing? Uh, fun story about that. I had no time no money and i needed to create a project in painting about um what was it like size to show like the size and uh like gargantuanness of something and so everyone's building these gigantic paintings and i was like i don't got time for that shit. and so i got a ping pong ball and a tiny ping pong ball and on one i painted the earth on the other i painted the moon and then i did the math to put them on a wall the way like distance apart from each other at least based on their size and real space so you could see the gargantuan distance between planets and like us and our moon got a 98% on that motherfucker. I put like two hours of work on that, <laughs> but I sold it, man. I sold it. <laughs> Everyone else in that class put hours of work into these massive projects. And I'm over here. Like here's these ping pong balls. like cut in half. I wonder if your I wonder if your art professors ever listen to this and do this like that motherfucker. Oh, I told him. I, I met with my painting instructor recently, and I told like I was like, "Did you know I was bullshitting on that?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, but you, you did it well." <laughs> Anyways, gratitude. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm so glad that this year is the emphasis on gratitude. Um, and I, looking back, actually, uh, I made that video right before I left Germany called "Wandering and Wonderlust." Uh, and again, one of the most important videos I feel like I've made, and it was an on the fly video, I just had the epiphany and I started recording and everything came together. And it was really about slowing down and enjoying those small moments in life. And looking at a video like that and seeing how that transformed after I started reading more about shamanism and seeing the importance of gratitude and rituals and things like that. It's, it's so wild to see everything come together into these bigger ideas that I can now share with everybody else. Um, so truly in slowing down, enjoying those smaller moments in life 
really savoring them because when I look back in my time in Germany, there were some times I was not grateful to be there. But I cannot tell you how hard now that I would wish just for one more day, that I would wish for one more week or a redo of the whole time so I could really soak it all in. Um, but I am also grateful there are a few days that I really did sit down and soak it all in. And those are the days I remember the most. And I wasn't, you know, those are the, honestly, the things I remember the most are not when I saw the Alps or not when I saw the cool things. It's when I was just sitting down on a park bench drinking a cappuccino that I bought for two euros and just absorbed it all. And I, I think that even if it's not Germany, even if it's not somewhere exotic, we can do that in our everyday and in our own lives. It's good, good point to end it on. Yeah, and Ian's on the way. So next week, we'll have Ian on the podcast because that man has a social life now. How dare him? Yeah, for How real. How dare him? I mean, we, he's always just been our bitch that does whatever we say for so long. I'm not right, yeah, he, he's always available. <laughs> yeah, and now he's got a job. He's trying to get a house. I think there's a lady involved. Uh, all right. Well, everyone, I, you know, I know this is a little shorter than normal. I feel like we hit some good points. I feel like we had some good conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but we just want to make sure we gave you some content this weekend um, as we're both recovering from our trip to California. Again, please make sure you check out the video on Wednesday, which is going to be the California gathering. Um, it's a lot of fun, lots of good moments. Um, and I'm really excited to share the beautiful scenery from that. And then hopefully next week we will announce the website for the nonprofit. We'll show you the logo. We'll show you the name. Um, we'll show you some of our plans. We're really excited to share that with you. So please stay tuned. Um, please make sure you're following the Folk Podcast, all that good stuff, blah, 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 blah. We love you all. Thank you for listening. And until the hall, let's go. Let's go.